to the Authentic You podcast. I'm Gemma Sandwell, intuitive coach, TEDx speaker and energy healer. And I'm here to help you connect to your authentic best self so you can flourish in life and business and live your purpose every day. I bring you a combination of personal development tools, neuroscience, energy tips and expert speakers to help you be authentically you. Okay, so a very warm welcome to today's Authentic You podcast, and I am very excited to welcome onto the podcast today, Sarah, well, sorry, I'm getting your name wrong, Sarah Wald. I asked you about your first name, but I didn't ask about how to pronounce your second name. Sorry, Sarah. Wald, yep. <laughs> Wald, So, yes. yep. Um, I work under the name Sarah Beth Wald, because there are a lot of Sarah Walds in the world, yeah. but, um, but you could just call me Sarah. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. So yeah, very warm welcome to Sarah to the podcast today. Um, so Sarah is um, the owner of Content Empowered, which is a content creation and design service for female entrepreneurs based in the lovely Montana in the US. And she's a former newspaper columnist and social worker with a master's degree in journalism, which I think is an incredible blend of, of skills, um, social worker and journalist. I've not heard of that blend of skills before. So I'm really excited to hear more. Um, um, and Sarah has worked as a writer, editor and journalist in the academic, corporate and print media sectors. And Sarah is also the creator of Redefining Love, which teaches how to love others with boundaries, accountability and grace. And leaning into her unique combination of skills as a journalist and social worker, Sarah's most recent project is an online medium masterclass in response to the trauma so many are experiencing to current events and how they are reported in the news and media. Um, so an absolutely amazing bio there, Sarah, in combination of skills. And we were just chatting before we went live around the, um, you know, how I, how I felt about the, you know, about the news. And, um, you know, I, at one point in time, I completely disconnected from it. And then I realised, you know, there was some value in kind of in sort of staying connected. So I'm, I'm so intrigued to to find out more. So I'd love to hand over to you, Sarah, for you to um for you to share more on that I think that would be be awesome and some of the work that you're doing and we'll, we'll see how sort of where the conversation goes we're gonna have quite a flowy podcast conversation today um so over to you Sarah all right well yeah so the news as we all know you you no matter where you are in the world the news has been a little bit unsettling uh in the last few years and a few months ago I put a lot of my client work on hold and just focused on trying to tackle this issue of people feeling almost traumatized from the news. And just like you, so many people were just pulling back mm -hmm. and pulling away from it. And the, what I noticed though, is that there was a lot of shame involved in that too, because we know we're supposed to stay informed. We know that we need to know what's going on in the world. And especially if you are, you know, you're an engaged person, you're socially active, you're, you're in, active in your community and um, not knowing what's going on in the world is kind of a handicap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so what I have done is I have developed this program that helps people 
to identify their own bias identify so that they can identify the bias in the news and it's more of a mindful approach to the news media and um, helps people to kind of make peace with the news so that they can stay informed and find manageable ways of staying informed without feeling triggered without getting overwhelmed and angry the news makes people angry right now yeah there's um, a lot of anger right now in the minute isn't there <laughs> yes and and there are ways to stay informed um without damaging your mental health so that has been my approach um i just completely pivoted in the last few months and has have focused all my energy on that Amazing. And I love that kind of mindfulness approach that you take throughout and, and the listeners will know that, you know, mindfulness has been a huge part of my journey and that ability to just stop and almost, and John Kabat-Zinn talks about us, you know, not being in the waterfall as such. And where I used to be watching the news was I'd be in the waterfall, I'd be getting wet by the water, I'd be like in there responding, the emotions, you know, um, recycling the news as well. This was a big learning for me, you know, go and you talk to your mum about what you've just seen on the news, you know, you start to recycle like this kind of emotional response. Um, so being able to like step back behind the waterfall, which is kind of what I'm hearing from your approach to then see um, and navigate still getting that information but being stepped back is that how you would describe it yeah um I love that metaphor the waterfall because the media in the last 20 years has expanded with the internet and with cable news and as a news historian I I have seen this shift and so we almost can't escape it. If you travel in the airport, there is new, you really can't find a space almost unless you bring headphones that you can mm. avoid hearing the news. And, um, and it's contradictory a lot of times, depending on your news source. And so then it's like, I don't even know what to believe and it's oversaturated and it's in your social media feed. So the waterfall metaphor is really a good one. Um, and yeah, stepping out of the waterfall, I might actually use this. I have not heard that before. Um, so that we're not so saturated with information and overwhelmed by it. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. The waterfall analogy is like something that John Kabat-Zinn talks about. And then um, it's something that I use with my clients um, is like the waterfall meditation, sort of, you know, stepping back from thought. But it's only recently that I've realised I use that approach for the news. And it's only through, um, I think, being so connected, because um, this is the thing, right? We're all, like, we're all connected. So um, whether we, even if we do pull back from the news, like I know, you know, speaking for all the, the empaths out there you know we're feeling this stuff anyway so I'll wake up some days and be like oh my gosh why am I feeling really anxious and it'll be like this is not yours like something is going on in the collective and this is what I've then had to go and look at the news almost to just like confirm those feelings and what's going on for me because we can't we can't completely you know we, we could go and you know hide in a cabin in the woods for a month but we're still connected aren't we on that you know, that quantum kind of field level. So we can't completely disconnect. So we, you know, it's, um, yeah, I love that kind of mindful awareness. So what would be your, um, 
and I'd love to talk, we've got some other things re- like I'd love to talk about um redefining love with boundaries and your holiday summit and everything so just to sort of um on the topic of, of news I guess firstly like what would be your top tips for um for our listeners to stay connected to what's going on um but not sort of you know, not buy into the fear and to kind of you know see it from behind the waterfall what would you say so yeah um the first thing that I teach is um, to check in on your own bias. And um, we all have it. I've mm-hmm. tried to um, reframe the idea of bias. I think we hear that word and we think it's a negative thing. Um, but the truth is, is that we all look at the world through the lens of our own experience. And um, we, it's a diverse world. So everyone has a, some varied experiences. So just really tapping into that, which does require mindfulness and introspection. And then um, find just a few news sources that speak to you. And I encourage people to, there tends to be, you know, the right and left or the different leanings of the news stations, because news is just like, just like an individual news has its own biases too. And, um, and individual journalists do. So once we can identify our own bias, it makes it a lot easier to identify it in others. Um, otherwise we run the risk of just, instead of getting informed, we're confirming our worldview. And when you start doing that, it, that's where you get that, that anger and that it's an us versus them kind of thing versus just getting the information, getting the facts and coming to your own conclusions. So what I recommend is finding several different sources from different perspectives and then coming to your own conclusion, which means learning to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. The media tends to tell us that gives the impression, at least in the last 20 years or so, that we need someone to do our thinking for us. We need somebody to interpret the events for us. And that is a different thing that crosses the line into editorial versus news. And we don't need that. So we need to get back into trusting ourselves, trusting our own judgment. But unless you have all the information, you can't come to a reasoned conclusion. So it's important to have a couple different news sources to seek out diverse uh, viewpoints. Um, there's a really cool resource that I'm not affiliated with, but I refer to it because it's so good. It's a media bias chart um, by Adfontes Media. It's that's, let's see if I can spell it, uh, A-D-F-O-N-T-E-S.com, uh, I believe is their address. Um, that's not the address. They can Google it and find it from that. And um, they have a media bias chart that includes a lot of different sources and where they fit on that spectrum so that you can choose a diversity of sources. Um, and they have, they have stuff from American media, but they also have the BBC I know is on there, um, uh, The Guardian, some different UK sources too. So, um, so yeah, that is my biggest tip is to diversify your sources, Mm -hmm. get real about your own biases so that you feel more comfortable, um, identifying bias in others. And then the last thing that I, um, look at is 
grace, grace for yourself. If you need to take a day off from the news, just turn it off. It's okay. Um, you're not going to miss the 24 hour news cycle makes us think that we're going to miss something if we are not constantly plugged in. And that's just not the case. Um, unless there's some major world event happening, just it's okay to take a break and then grace for other, for the news media too. Um, it's certainly there's corruption in the media that's there's corruption in everything. There's corruption in government, there's corruption in healthcare, there's corruption in so many different institutions, but most of the people involved in, in the media are just, they're just people just like you and me. And so we tend to sort of blame the media for everything. Um, and that's where this is a good segue into redefining love. Um, because I actually apply that same framework of boundaries, accountability, and grace to the media and to news consumption. Um, so that's where that accountability comes in. Instead of blaming the media, let's all collectively look inside ourselves and decide how, um, how we can approach the news in a way that does not trigger us, that does not divide us, and keeps us informed without giving us anxiety amazing and and I'm guessing that you've been on the firing line of that as well as being a journalist yourself are you speaking from experience there of giving giving grace <laughs> a little <to> bit <laughs> yeah a little bit um I was not you know the political reporters and things like that I, I spent most of my time actually on the editorial side writing a newspaper column which um does spark a lot of um, strong feelings when you write an opinion column. Um, but I have a lot of friends in the media too. So, um, so yeah, what really got me going in this direction was last this past January, when I saw graffiti on the news, I saw graffiti uh, murder the media on the U S Capitol. Wow. And I thought, Oh, you know, that just hit me hard because I have people in my life that I, care about that are are in the that line of fire really so I thought we need to shift this we need to we need to do something different here because this isn't working amazing yeah sometimes it takes it does take that feeling of like oh hang on let's let's do something differently so I love I love that this is like really expanding my brain in the way that I think about the news. So I'm really grateful to have you here and have this conversation. Um, I'm sure that it'll be the same for everyone listening. And I've not really thought about it in that way. So, you know, I've thought about the, you know, the kind of mindfulness and the waterfall, but I hadn't really kind of thought beyond that. So this is really helping to like expand that thinking around there. And um, yeah, like I didn't even know there was a bias website as well I think that's really fascinating um, and just helps people to be more informed so I think that's I think that's you know really helpful because there's so many people out there I think who want to be informed but don't know where to go and don't know what to trust and and a lot of it is coming back to that inner knowing isn't it but yeah having that additional information I think is really valuable so thank you for sharing that so I'd love to segue into um, redefining love because it really sounds like the boundaries with, you know, the boundaries with um, the media, like, can also relate to, well, just boundaries, you know, in general are super, super important. I know they've been a huge part of my journey. I used to be a 
an epic people pleaser and yes girl and I had like such extreme anxiety um because I didn't just didn't have boundaries so yeah tell me more or tell us tell us more about um redefining love with boundaries yeah so um Oh gosh, I back in 2018, I went through a big transition of my own into much better mental health. And while I went through that, just lots of therapy and lots of reading and resources, what I couldn't find online was a place that taught me how to set boundaries with these people that I didn't want to either cut out of my life or I, you know, sometimes it's not an option, whether it's a, it's coworkers or it's family members. Um, I wanted to be able to love people from a distance. And what I was finding was that the definition of love was just, it was warm affection, warm feelings and affection. And I thought, well, okay, but I, I still love these people, but I'm not feeling warmly. I'm not feeling affectionate right now. Mm -hmm. And, and so where does that leave me? And I think that a lot of us, if we approach love as only warmth and affection, we feel like either we are unlovable because we're not feeling that, or we feel like, okay, well, if it's not love, I must hate them. Mm -hmm. And that has contributed to, to the dividedness, the divisiveness in our culture, um, so I decided I was just going to come up with my own definition of love. Um, so redefining love was born and it involves three pillars, boundaries, accountability, and grace. And each of those three pillars are applied within ourselves. So boundaries to our, with ourselves, boundaries, accountability within ourselves and grace towards ourselves. And then it's also outward. So boundaries applied to other people, accountability and grace applied to other people as well. So um, what I ended up doing was I created this whole website that I'm now shifting at, since I've got the media project kind of wrapped up, I am going to shift into redefining love and I'm currently in the process of revamping that 2018 site. So if people go to the site now, it's a little dated, but I am in the process of redoing it. Um, and I'm really excited about it because it's just changed my life completely. I can love people from a distance. Um, I, I define boundaries as the space we take up in the world. So before we can set a boundary, we need to figure out who we really are which it requires mindfulness and introspection um, so that we can define the space around ourselves. Mm -hmm. And once we have defined the space that we occupy and it's giving ourselves permission to occupy space, I think a lot of people, especially women, feel like they're supposed to sort of shrink themselves um, and disappear almost. I know that's how I felt. And since redefining love, I've been able to really just step into the space that I occupy in the world. Um, so I'm super excited to share it with other people. So that's the, that's the, um, the basics of it. Amazing. I love that. And I, and I, um, when I 
put your words out Gemma when I so when uh, we had the conversation about the podcast and I've gone back and I've looked through some of your content and your videos and you can see a transition in you of how you've really and I can see now like you're really showing up and really owning that owning the space and, and I I could sort of see that in you like as you've developed um so yeah that is that is amazing and that's something that um is very you know in alignment with what I talk about as well with you know with my clients and you know this is all about you know all about being your authentic self and of course like how can you set a boundary if you don't know who you are and you know what are your non-negotiables what are your yeses and nos within your body and all of those you know all of those things are so important so yeah being able to connect to yourself to kind of own that space um and go right this is like this is my space this is my boundary and I've just realized for everyone listening I'm doing hand movements I did this on, <laughs> I did this on the, the podcast last week and I'm doing these hand movements and I think someone can see me and uh, obviously the, the membership guys will see but those on the podcast can see me so um yeah I'm kind of like creating this space with my hands to kind of demonstrate boundaries right now <laughs> I do talk yep, with I my hands the and forget about the podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing so um so what would be your um I'm, I'm sensing a theme here with these questions um so what would be your your top tips for our listeners on creating boundaries if you were to like give you know what would be like your three top tips so I love the idea of I'm a writer so I love the idea of lists and making lists and um I did this exercise where I wrote what I call a deal with it list and I ended up publishing mine um, and it was really liberating. And what a deal with it list is, is it's just like, this is me deal with it. So, and it's random and stream of consciousness and it's everything from um, I this actually isn't me. I don't know why I just thought of this might maybe because my husband just talked about this last night, but I love race cars. I don't actually, <laughs> love race cars, but, you know, just something sort of about your interests too. And then also like, this is what I believe with my faith or, or my lack of faith, you know, depending on what your religious views are or just anything that you want to put out there. And I particularly like focusing on things that you felt you needed to hide. Um, and just deal with it and write it all down. Mine was really long. Um, and it was just a stream of consciousness list of everything that I am and you don't have to publish it. You can just keep it handy. And if you've never really thought about defining who you are, putting it down on paper is for me, it was super liberating, um, and really kind of vulnerable. I put it out there. Um, you know, just, I like to dance in the kitchen while I'm cooking and anything that I could think of. Um, so that's one thing. And there are lots of ways to do that. If you're not a writer, um, just sitting down and really doing an inventory of who you are. And I think a lot of times we think of boundaries as just being saying no, like, no, I'd rather not do that right now. And certainly that's a part of it, but you really can't decide what you were going to say no to until you've really looked inside yourself. So that is my, my number one, two and three really. But, um, 
I, I, I guess number two would be practice. Um, start small, start with someone that you trust that, you know, is going to, um, honor that boundary. Um, and, and practice a little bit, just speaking up, because if you're not used to doing that, it feels really kind of scary. And so before you go to the person that is really violating your boundaries and really giving, throwing your life into turmoil, um, start with safe people. Mm-hmm. And then, so that kind of leads to the third, which is surround yourself with safe people. Um, if everybody in your world is gossiping and talking about everybody else, if everybody in your world is kind of stuck in a rut emotionally, um, and, and you're interested in personal growth, you've got to expand your circle, which I'm a huge introvert. Expanding my circle has been challenging, but I will tell you too, that as I have moved through this process, it's gotten so much easier to the point where, I mean, three years ago, I wouldn't be able to have this conversation with you. Um, there's just no way I would have had the confidence or I had, you know, these ideas in my head that I was so socially awkward that there's no way I could put myself out there and it does get easier. Um, it's almost hard to recognize who I was three years ago (laughs) to who I am now. So, um, so yeah, that's, those are my top tips. Amazing. Thank you, Sarah. And that completely like resonates to me as well. Like, yeah, if I was to go back three years ago and say to myself, in three years time, you're going to be doing a podcast, I would have laughed. And yeah, as a fellow introvert, <laughs> I know, like, yeah, I get it. And um, yeah, that's, you know, that is so, like, that is so true, isn't it? And actually, as you start to expand your circle, you start to find other introverts as well. And what I don't know if you found this, but I found like lots of introverts who were acting as extroverts. And then you find out they're an introvert and you're like, oh, oh me too. Well, like I, I can remember being on my coach training and having a conversation with um, with a, another lady who was on there. And um, there'd been this like networking meal arranged after the um, the first day of the coaching training. And I sort of looked at her. She looked at me. And we were both like, don't think we're going to be like, don't think we're going to be going to that. And um, and I think um, I can't remember which one of us sort of said, oh no, like we're not going to be going to that because, you know, I'm an introvert. And I was just like, oh, someone else. Like, <laughs> and, um, you know, it was the same with doing, you know, same with doing my TEDx as well. Like, you know, you start to see those who were, you know, those who were like watching all the TED talks and in the green room and out chatting to the audience all day. And those like me who were like meditating in the car, mm-hmm. you know, getting themselves <laughs> ready, like reading my makeup in the car because it all come off because I was so nervous <laughs> and things yeah. like that. So yeah, that can really, you know, when we expand, we start to then find our tribe, don't we? So whilst it's uncomfortable, it's, yeah, I think that's what I'm, what I'm hearing. And it sounds like you've shifted like dramatically through this, through this work as well, Sarah. So yeah, incredible to hear. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I really stepped into the idea of kind of putting it all out there. And um, because so much of what we see online is these really together people. And so, for example, I'm going to do something to show, see how my neck is all spotty. <laughs> um can't really see too much over zoom and then the podcast yeah you can't see you can't see if you're on the pod if you can describe it (laughs) but so I just I get red from Mm. here up 
And um, I think those things are important to admit. And the more that we're vulnerable and say, you know, it's hard for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of that whole grace um, part of redefining love is just give yourself grace. And it's amazing when you put yourself out there with vulnerability, um, other people respond so much better to that. And then that's when you find those people like, Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that moment that you had at the conference, as soon as you said the mandatory meeting or the, not the Madison IF the um dinner networking just expected that everyone goes to it because it's such a good world isn't it yeah Yeah, I when I worked in the corporate world I had an introvert friend who called those sort of networking work events um mandatory fun that's where the word mandatory (laughs) she called it mandatory fun and I was like yes yes that resonates mandatory fun Oh, amazing. Um, so I'm conscious of time and I would love to cover off. Um, so for those listening to the podcast, you can't see today, but Sarah has some Christmas decorations and baubles around her at the moment because Sarah is currently um, running an incredible um, Serene Holidays Summit. So I'd love to hear about that, Sarah, before we close the podcast and how, um, how people can get involved with this amazing free event. Yes, it is. It is a free event. Um, it's it's taken off to the point where I think I might keep doing serene summits. Um, but this is the serene holiday summit and it is navigating the holidays in an angry world. So it's seven experts, seven days, it's all online. And it, it, this one is all free. Um, and it was sort of an experiment that I started again in response to just people's anxiety, um, the high anxiety rate right now that we're all experiencing, um, heading into the holidays. So, so yeah, we're going to talk about how to stay grounded in a noisy world. We're going to talk about, I'm going to talk to an extrovert, um, an extroverted introverts guide through the holidays, um, boundaries with toxic family, um, how to be an ally and some diversity and inclusion stuff. Um, cultivating holiday joy for kids. I'm going to talk to a mediator um, and I'm going to see how an expert mediator would navigate a divided Thanksgiving um, and how to self-advocate and step boldly into the holidays. So yeah, I mean, I'm just blown away by the conversations I've had so far. So yes, that's why we're decorated for Christmas because I'm (laughs) doing these interviews right now. And um, it's weird because my the rest of my house is decorated for Halloween in the U.S. We, <laughs> do you guys do Halloween in the yeah, U.K.? We do, but I don't think we go all out as much as you guys do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's a thing. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, and that will be November seventh through the thirteenth, and people can sign up at learning.sarabethwald.com. So, and my Sarah is without an H. So it's S-A-R-A-B-E-T-H-W-A-L-D.com. Learning.sarabethwald.com. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. And I'll pop that in the show notes of the podcast as well. Um, Perfect. So that people can reach out to you and, um, and get involved. Um, so is there anything final that you would like to share with our audience? Any further tips before we close the podcast today? Um. I would close out just saying, um, be kind to yourselves. Um, and 
somebody the yesterday that I talked to said that we can't set boundaries with others until we set boundaries with ourselves. And I was just like, Oh, that is, that's an amazing tip. Um, so, so yeah, be kind with yourself, set some boundaries, um, and just be well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah. That is like such an incredible tip because the amount of times I've heard myself speak to myself in the past and go, would I really speak to a friend like that? No, I wouldn't. I'd have much more kindness and compassion. So that is, yeah, that is a really key tip. Probably like one of the most important things that we can all just remember every day. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for being um, our guest today, Sarah. It's been an absolute pleasure. I feel like I've, I've learned loads. So I'm sure those listening um, also have, um, have learned loads as well. Thank you for your tips. They've been really valuable. Um, yeah, really great to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was great being here. And if you enjoyed this podcast, join me over in the Authentically You course where I'll take you through my tried and tested methods to connecting to your most authentic self. The course includes positive psychology and happiness tips for you and your business, connecting with your unique superpower strengths, why energy is the missing puzzle piece, how to clear and align your energy, and how to speak your truth, speak on stage, do lives, and get your message out into the world, shining your light even brighter than before. And for a limited number of spots, I'm offering this course for just $47 instead of the normal price of $97. So get in quick, head to the link in this bio and join me to be more authentically you.